Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey! What are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. A very good morning to you. It is Thursday, the 70th of August. I am Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Mr. Luke and Moore, and we are doing the Luke and Pete show. I nearly said the Luke and Moore show. What a situation that would be. What a situation that would be. How are you doing, Luke Moore, on this Not bad. Uh, beautiful day in the nation's capital? Yeah, it's all right, actually. Yeah. Not too bad. I am in the nation's capital. You are in a what I would call a London overspill area. A bolt hole. A silo. Out towards... A grief mm. hole, a silo, silo. out towards uh, the east coast of, the, of this fine and fair country. Mm. Presumably, you can see just absolute barrel loads of sewage from your window. Um, you? No, the actual. I just went for a, a quick uh, run for Sammy down to the the benches near the end of our road, and you can kind of look over into the. Um, some people call it the sea. I call it clearly a river. Um, just as the river turns into the sea, the estuary, if you will, idyllic. idyllic. That's beautiful. But the, but the tide's in, and the thing about where I live is the tide is always out. Um, so it's just mud flats, just right away. Cockle pickers, mm. mud flats, uh, little kids um, stealing crabs. You know those little kind of. Um, Can you steal a crab? I, I mean, do they belong to someone else? Could they, they belong to the, the queen? queen? The queen's crabs. The queen's got crabs. Um, the <laughs> I, I would say that, like, you know, those little kind of like you buy them at the um, at seaside ta- seaside kind of like conveniences, and they're like little strings, and they're like, and it, they're apparently to catch crabs. And I've never yeah indulged in ca- line, b- yeah, you you just man, I've... hanging over the pontoon or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So what what what's the crab going for there? What's the crab sort of scene? Um, we used to put a little bit of we used to put so you get those lines. Mm. And they almost like they're almost round up, wound up like a yo-yo. Yeah, aren't yeah, they? yeah. And then you, on the end of one, you put a hook. And so they come with a hook. The ones I you've just, seen, I or don't not? know. To be honest, yeah, they, they look. Yeah, so you've not. You have to put your own baffling. hook on there. And what we used to do is we used to steal the bacon from our parents' fridge right. and chop it up into little cubes and put bacon on the end of the hook. And then you go go crabbing <laughs> and, the, and catch and the, the crabs. Cra- and the crabs just go, "Hmm, give me that bacon." So, what do you do with the crabs once you've got the crabs? Just hang out with it for a bit. 
the crabs go, oh, this is a it's, delicacy I've not been used to in in the ocean. In the ocean. I'm, 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 pork? The, the cured pork. I mean, I think yeah. smoked pork. Uh, it's not something you uh, sort of What see. do we do with the crabs? Well, basically, from my memory, you basically put them in a bucket of water mm. and look at them. Yeah. And then um, when you get to the end of the day... Smash them on the wall. Put them back in. Nah, Push, well, some people... Slowly do, smear, the smear kids, their bodies on the wall. Yeah, the naughty kids would be like tennis rackets, smacking them into the water. Right, okay. Like, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But no, we, I wasn't... I genuinely was quite a squeamish child, mm. so I would never have done no, that. I'd, and I'm an animal lover I just anyway. don't know where but, I'd yeah, start with that. Yeah, you just look them in the bucket. No, you just, you just put them in the bucket, Tr- just hang out with the crowds for a Try bit. and get the biggest one you can, yeah. and then just t- show your mates. And then the thing is, what's, what's actually quite innocent about that whole thing, I was thinking about this, like, it wasn't even like we had a camera phone to take a photo of mm. it. You know, oh, look at the biggest crab I caught. You basically just go and tell your pals at school on Monday, oh, I caught this crab and it was the size of a fucking Volkswagen. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone says, oh, amazing. <laughs> and then that was really it. That's all, that's all that happened. Yeah. But I would um, I'd recommend crabbing t- to any um, child mm. as a hobby. Is it cruel? It's not cruel, is it I really? I don't know. Probably I mean, it's probably, you probably upset the crabs a little bit, but I mean, we eat crabs. And nobody seems to complain. I, I'm I'm a big fan of soft shell crabs, and that that's truly the cruelest of all the crab concoctions. Yeah, and so crabs can breathe. I mean, at least some species of crab can breathe outside of the water, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't no, I don't think you're killing them or, or upsetting them by them breathing uh, air. I think they can all do that, can't they? Pretty much. Yeah, I'd say so. I think I think they can at least survive for a decent amount hmm. of time on the air. It's it's on just one land. of those kind of like um, seaside based pursuits that um, not having a family car we never really sort of indulged in. Like we we'd visited the seaside maybe yeah. once every two years. It wasn't a how far away from the seaside? Very were you close. Turns out very close. Like uh, having my um, car um, made me realise how close we were to the sea. So you can just jump on your bike and cycle down there. Um, again, if you were never, nobody did it around where I was from, where I was. But I mean, yeah, you could get you could get there probably in about twenty minutes and on a bike, or five minutes on a car. Yeah, on a car. On a car. Why would you be on a car? <laughs> on a car. In a car. We, we used to cycle down to the beach all the time. Yeah, like, and and then when 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 I got to kind of like I don't know eighteen or nineteen, and I moved out to go to, to uni. My parents moved to quite a nice part of town, which is even closer to the sea. Mm. So it was a big part of it, and the, but the thing is, we used to um, yeah just jump on our bikes, go to the little kind of. I mean, you just call, you just used the word estuary there. Mm. Would you would you not have called that a creek when you were a kid? I mean, can you call the call Thames a creek? A creek? Like, I, I mean, it's well, it's like a little bit off the river. That's like a little bit muddy and you know tidal, and it seems quite dangerous. And there's a shopping trolley in there, <laughs> and some bigger boys who have started a fire. That's a creek to me. No, yeah, I mean, this is the river. I mean, like you can see like. Mersk ships coming from China every day, like past my window. So it's like it's it's the river proper. It's not like an off offshoot or anything. So could you get one? Could you instead of when you when you go to Japan in a few weeks, get a boat home instead of doing? Yeah, get a boat home. That would be a great adventure. It, it would be very tedious. I think I'd I'd be it'd be like those um, incels on that ship in Italy. Um, I haven't heard about Libya. This. You remember we've spoken about it before those those incels that went on the ship around uh, Libya to stop uh, the migrants, um, but they're all um, but they, they didn't bring any um, kind of uh, resources. They didn't bring the things that they needed, but they did bring several gaming PCs and satellite internet connections, 
um, <laughs> because they're incels. And uh, in the end, this uh, this um, boat that, that would spend its time um, uh, uh, patrolling the waters uh, of North Africa, they would um, try to sort of prevent um, small boats from from, from escaping. Um, they had to be rescued themselves because, uh, as, oh, yeah, as we said before, they're this, fucking yeah. idiots. So yeah, it's good stuff. So, it was a time. It's a timeless Luke and Pete Shaw trope. That I, I love that. Um, the thing they, the thing that they wanted to stop happening, they had to, you know, have happen upon themselves. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Careful, you know, you, you dance with the devil long enough, Peter. Mm. Sooner or later, the music stops. Mm. Speaking of which, you could, if you wanted to, if you wanted to catch a sea freight uh, cargo ship mm. from the example I've got here is from Beijing, and take it all the way back to London, it would take you around days. forty days. Forty days. Yeah. I mean, and I suppose probably a day, day X, day maybe a morning less for you because you just jump off at um, <laughs> it's swim over. Yeah, I've got me, yeah. uh, I've got me paddleboard, guys. Uh, just let me off here. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll scoot over to Chalkwell to get a fish finger sandwich. Beautiful. Um, be like a, a seventy meter drop <laughs> into the ocean from there. <laughs> that would be an incredible. I, I wonder. Um, I mean, I, I presume it's that, not open to unless you've shipped yourself. Wait, Could you not ship yourself? Yeah. Well, I think it would be yeah. You've got to be very careful. You know, if anyone who's seen season two of The Wire will know mm. that yeah, some of the uh, some of the risks involved mm. in travelling in shipping containers. But the people who work on board those ships, because they're so massive, I mean, presumably they don't get any kind of facilities because they're treated terribly. Because mm. I think a lot of sailors are, are treated really badly because mm. they're hired from um, countries where there are no like employment yeah, like, yeah, protections yeah, 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 and stuff, yeah, aren't yeah. they? Like Philippines and stuff like that. But if in theory. There could be amazing amounts of facilities because it really it's the size of a cruise ship. Oh, it's massive! But I mean, I imagine every um, place that could house a baccarat room for the boys uh, probably is taken up by um, another um, uh, a, a, another uh, a, another case of stuff. You know, another car Chinese, of Chinese kind of manufactured um, uh, odds and sods. Goods. Odds and sods for um, yeah. yeah. What would you? What would your? What would your rider be for forty days on a? cargo ship from China to very London. much like um, the um, Flat Stanley from the book Flat Stanley it would be a um, salad sandwich with um, a salad um, cream on uh, and a cigarette case full of milk uh, that's that's what uh, all I'd need that's what you need that's all I'd need to mail myself that's yeah. why you're such a great hire mm. you're such so low mate. very resourceful and just whatever rat I can catch really I, I mean I'd I'd probably go with Sammy because I mean Bonaterries are ratters by na- very nature I think he'd have a lovely time oh, on, a, on a ship um, Perfect ship's dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could keep that travel pillow around his you neck. Keep in case that travel pillow. Has he still got that on? He's not. We took it off. He's uh, yeah. His little. It's hilarious. His little testicle pouch. Uh, his little ball bag. Yeah. Um, it's, You're obsessed it's with it, aren't you? Absolutely obsessed. Like I just. Yeah. How many times a day do you look at his? Sack? Every t- um, how many times a day do I give it a little little flick? Um, no. Um, <laughs> uh, I have been known to go because uh, it's funny. Yeah. Um, is that molestation? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and if we have to ask that question, I don't want the answer. Um, and you're doing that, and there's another, another dog walker walking past. I've got a note from the vet. I've got a note from the vet. But you do have to you keep. But you have to keep. They said keep an eye on it. So I've been keeping an eye on it, and it's uh, it's it's a tiny little. Yeah, not twenty four hours. No, a day. it's just getting smaller and smaller. It's just it just it will just he just won't have any nudges soon. Like he won't look like yeah. he's got any nudges. It's absolutely fascinating I love it so with my two cats like, I didn't realise when I had the cats done that they they take the, the nuts out of the sack and then just so, stitch the sack back up mm, yeah well, you, yeah, you th- so it's yeah. like, um, like less of a wound I, thought I suppose it would just be, yeah. cause you know, do you know how they do it with sheep have you ever heard that uh, isn't it pull it down tie it up and then it falls off boo 
Yeah. yeah. That's the famous nursery, right? <laughs> Disgusting. They teach I mean, the kids that's on the farm. I mean, that, that's got to... It's an elastic band, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, it's an elastic band, until it just necrotizes and, and falls off. I mean, that's got... I mean, for a couple of days, that's going to be bloody things. sore, isn't it? I don't think they notice. Yeah. And that's and that's why they're silly. <laughs> that's why they're silly billies. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's why mm. they'll, they'll, they'll follow anyone anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm pleased to hear that Sammy's... Um, Travel pillows come yeah. off. Yeah, so he's, like, he's had a lovely time. He's, 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 had, he's, had a, he's uh, had a great. He's had a great week. Vintage. <laughs> is he is he able to lick his nuts now? Then is he fine with that? Is he? Uh, yeah, he's allowed. To, yeah, he's allowed. To, he's allowed to access access them. He, he's probably a little bit confused. He's got an obsession with this. I, I never sort of saw him as being the sort of um, dog that can really smell all good because none of the other borders we've had um, are, are that. Are good. they smelly dogs? Are that, are they? No, no. I mean, as in they're, they're able to um, sniff things out. But he's got an oh, obsession right. with a particular plastic corn on the cob that I have tried <laughs> hiding in every room of the house, and he just finds it every time. And <laughs> you know what I thought you were going to say there? He's got an obsession with a particular plastic corn on the cob that I actually really yeah. like, and I, want, I don't want <laughs> so it for myself. So we're just constantly arguing, yeah. But I, f- I feel like if I throw it in the bin, um, a he'll just be barking at the bin forever. But like if I get rid of it, I just feel like I've taken something that he really loves away from him. But if he has this con on the cob, he squeaks it, he barks at it, he runs around the house like it's the best thing in the world. And that and that is absolutely fine, but this is a recording studio, Luke. And upstairs, yeah. Sarah's got a recording studio. So it's quite difficult to have a dog that's running up and down the house screaming um, with the aforementioned scream. It's, it's, uh, oh, by the uh, way, um, speaking of that, you know that you know all your neighbours and you're friends with them, one of them is... is two-faced writing you anonymous notes about the noise created by your dogs <laughs> right yeah is that um is that um resolved itself yet um that was a long time ago and they've not said anything about this new one um and he's been doing most of the barking so maybe they've slipped down but he's not got powerful lungs yet because he's only a puppy right <sighs> it's quite loud luke it's just like a big, like a big scream as discussed on the previous show because um so what happened was a friend of mine um he is a really good friend's uh, in his local village with the guy that runs the community newsletter, mm. right? And so it's like a friends of the church thing or whatever. Mm. And they live in a small village in the West Country. And this guy, from no, he doesn't get paid or anything. It's like a community spirit thing. He does a newsletter, or like I guess it's like a leaflet thing. I suppose it is like a, a small newsletter that, he, that is dished out outside the church mm. to any villagers or any residents to find out what's going on in the, in the community and so it's just things like oh and then on saturday the 12th or whatever there's going to be a fate and uh, the kids are going to be doing this and there's a charity drive for that and oh by the way did you know that this road's been closed for refurbishment or they're going to do it they're going to put speed bumps that kind of shit mm. right but it's like a community um it's a community service essentially mm. and um what's happened is he's obviously got a correspondence address on there and because they're so old school, it's like a postal address. Because mm. uh, the residents, a lot of them are old. And um, the email thing probably wouldn't work. And he keeps getting letters from people correcting every single spelling mistake and grammar grammatical error he's made in his newsletter. Yeah. And to the point where he's like really, he got really pissed off about it. And they, the return address on the letter, it was from like a Mrs. Smith or whatever, and the return address on the letter doesn't exist. Right. So he went to find the road that they said they'd sent the letter from. So he'd go around there and say, look, you know, do you want to have a chat about this kind of thing? Because it's quite passive aggressive what you're doing. <laughs> and 
it was like some kind of name for a road, like say 42 you know, so-and-so road. And he walked down the street and, it did, and the numbers only went up to like 30. Why would they go to all the, um, all the, like just don't put a letter, like a, a, an address on it. You know what I mean? You sound absolutely insane. <laughs> I think they might be a little bit questionable. Right, okay, yeah. Okay, they might be insane, yeah, I don't no. know. But it's, it's, I mean, the fact that you're doing that anyway, mm. you're not even acknowledging they're doing that for a um, for a community service thing. I mean, you could probably forgive the odd spelling mistake, surely. Well, I, know I, I, I would... You could. <laughs> I would say that um, first year university in the halls of residence, there's a guy called Buzz. Lovely lad, very tall. Uh, that's all, that's all I've got on him. Buzz. Uh, what was it? Do you know why he was called Buzz? Uh, he was called uh, Buzzard. His first name was Buzzard. Uh, oh no, his, his first up. name wasn't Buzzard. His second name was uh, Nicholas Buzzard. Nicholas Buzzard. Um, I used to live with him. Nice lad. Anyway, he uh, had um, non-diagnosed dyslexia, I, I think, and he took it upon himself to write. He fancied himself as a bit of a writer. And he took it upon himself to write a newsletter about the halls of residence, right? Which is a lovely thing to do. Um, but the, he also had a bit of a streak in him that was, at that point in his life, it was very arrogant. So right. he just would not even consider getting the old Microsoft paperclip involved. He would not even consider... And that was probably the golden era of Microsoft Having paperclip. a bit of a spell check here and there. Or even just giving it to someone else to read over. So, so the newsletter was just absolutely mad. <laughs> <laughs> right. And what and what kind of stuff did it contain? Um, just news about what's going on. Um, who, who threw a telly out the window last week. All that, all that good stuff, really. Pete. It was not me. It was um, not me. But, um, but yeah. And... and- did you, but you were never involved. I was never involved in the television throwing out the window. There's, there's no, plenty of little involved little, in helping them with the news. No, I didn't. I, did, I didn't. I didn't get involved. But uh, you could do some of your um, Simpsons characters that you could draw. <laughs> I could do some of my uh, erotic Family Guy daubings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, were you still drawing? Were you still doing cartoons? Then, or had you grown out of that by the time uni came? Uh, I think I'd moved into uh, the discipline of animation. Technicolor, yeah. the golden age of um, the moving picture. I'd moved very much into uh, animation at that point. Um, there's still some bits of. Were you in One-Eyed Willy? I was in One-Eyed Willy. Uh, no, a little later. A little later, I was in One-Eyed Willy. But I was very much in the uh, in the sphere of just trying to get my, my animation career off the ground, which you know has just been flourishing did, ever we, since, we, really. In our halls at uni, the first time round, um, we it was all obviously it was single sex. It was all guys, mm, and right. it, actually we had a pretty we good had girls um, and boys. Girls oh, and you? boys. No, we didn't have right. that. We didn't have that. Uh, we were in a pretty good... Uh, oh, sorry, no, it was Borstal I was in, not, not uni. Uh, no, but we had a really, actually quite a nice haul of about 30 chaps, and we all got on pretty well, with the exception of like one or two. Mm. Um, chiefly because there was, uh, in the upstairs floor, there was uh, a load of exchange students from Portugal who were just astonishingly good at getting weed. <laughs> right. And so um, that helped us out a lot at that point. But anyway... At one point, I remember we had like a vi- we decided to have a Vietnam War themed weekend. Okay, where we watched like um, Vietnam War movies and we people some people dressed up. I think this is why pound- you are how you are. <laughs> this Might your form of yeah, very story. male, very very origin story, very yeah. big big that, dog in the yard. That actually happened. You say that right? You, I'll finish that story in a minute, um, uh, but. There's a slight digression. I went to a mate's surprise birthday party a few weeks ago and I've known him since I was a kid mm. and his older brother was there and uh, 
it was quite funny because his older brother started chatting to him. I spoke to him for like 15 years or maybe even longer. And uh, he's a nice friend and stuff. Mm. We, were just, we were just chatting away. And he kept saying to me, Oh, are you still a massive lad? Are you still a real? Ma- are you a massive you're lad? A massive still? lad still. You're still doing all the football stuff and all the. Are you going to the pub all the time? And I was thinking to myself, <laughs> what story <laughs> have I told myself about what I was like? Because that's not my impression of myself, right? Yeah. But he was like completely convinced, convinced that of you're it. You're a mad lad. And and so maybe maybe you're onto something there. But anyway, so <laughs> at, at, in um in the halls, we had this Vietnam War thing, themed weekend, and um. Obviously, there's a scene in the Deer Hunter where they play Russian roulette. Now we didn't play Russian roulette because that would be mental. Right. But we did, we did play um, cards, right? We played like poker or whatever, mm. and that was the equivalent of the gun. And instead of shooting ourselves in the head, we did whoever loses the poker game has to shave their head. Right. right? Okay. Yeah. So we did that. A kid lost his poker game. He had to shave his head, and then we thought, oh, do you know what? We'll all shave our heads. So we all shaved our heads, right? And that's just how it went. Um, and then we played. We started playing this game of like. Um, truth or dare or whatever and this one guy had to um run naked to the roundabout on the street get a flower from the middle of the roundabout and run back again right right yeah and i know this sounds mental like an american pie type story but i promise you it's absolutely true right and say so this was the fourth that had to be done and if you did a certain thing i can't remember which you had to do that and he was the first one to get it so he had to do it he stripped off biggest penis i've ever seen right okay so, so absolutely gigantic appendage so so big that you um all felt a bit weird about everything and just wanted to turn all the vietnam stuff off basically yes. <laughs> basically so that everyone was like well obviously none of us out no, basically now none of us can get naked now <laughs> none of us can because we're like 19 years old it's like a really important thing at that point right like now you wouldn't give a shit right you just wouldn't care i mean to be fair if i do if, you know if i am caught in my house with a 19 year old boy the massive cot then that's the thing. <laughs> but back then when we we're all 19 it was um it was astonishingly um emasculated right okay yeah yeah because yeah. because you, you're like Right now, because uh, none none of the rest of you are naked, so I guess no. you don't see what <laughs> the first person to get naked has an unfair uh, advantage, so to speak, on the old on the old agreement. Um, <laughs> and and yeah. and and you you all feel uh, slightly emasculated, but right? Pete, okay, I see, I see. Pete, it was so. Good. <laughs> why have you? It was... Why have you gone all dewy eyed? It was just it was no. He's a friend of mine. Right. It was, it's, it's, a, it's a thing now. Right. Everyone knows it now. Right? It was just a thing. Now. But that, that was it, all I'm saying is it was unveiled in the most dramatic way possible. Yeah. Did it um, like very much like the last the last helicopter? Did it? Did it? Did it? was definitely the last. Did it start the last swinging around? Start swinging around. He took yeah. off. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that. Good stuff. So I don't know what reminded me of yeah. that, but that was our halls were our halls were were good fun, like and, and um, that was a particular moment that stands out. I'm not sure why, but mm. there you go. Stands out. And proud. Peter, let's have a break. When we come back, we should we should um, deliver the payoff to our birthday paradox um, yes. conversation from last time out because people have been in touch as ever. The Luke and Peter community has not let us mm. down, and we've got some results to deliver. So we'll see you the other side of this for that. Lovely. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you 
about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. What are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in wizard duels which is a little bit of rock and roll isn't it uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of wizard duel Luke I reckon you could in those trousers mate yeah. search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs what's that up there it's a light you dickhead Oh, we got the battery brands. Every single Thursday, we talk about all things batteries. If you found something in a bit of um, remote controllery, uh, do let us know if you found an interesting brand that you need everyone to uh, hear about. Get in touch. Or... Or you found it on some Chinese-made electronica on your cargo ship journey. Yep, maybe you found an old um, toy car in an old... um, What do do they call those? Big metal crates. Um... Shipping containers, aren't they? Shipping containers. Yeah. There we go. Um, yeah. Andy has got in touch. Hello, the little Pete. Please find the attached ultra powerful Sports Direct Alkaline Plus battery. <laughs> uh, Sports Direct Alkaline. Are we having that? Em. I mean, you're the expert on Sports Direct. Yeah. Right? I mean, I would say that I can't. The, the um, cardboard packaging certainly says Sports Direct on it. Um, it really is a logo that that just strikes to the heart of every free man, doesn't it, really? It just really does make you go... It is a hateful <gasps> logo. It's shit. It's, you know... I bought a... a um, Sarah got stung by a wasp a few days ago, and I went to the chemist and I bought a um, really 1970s-looking sting stick. Where I just presume it's just a bit of ammonia um, on a, in a stick, and you rub it on the on, on the thing and it calms it down. Um, but the graphic design was exactly the same as the Sports Direct logo. It was about as yeah. poor. Um, but Sports Direct... Alkaline Ultra Performance. I don't think we can have that because the actual... I don't think Sports Direct is actually written on the battery itself. And we don't have proof of that. It just says Alkaline, It just says Alkaline plus Ultra Performance. And it looks like uh, old Ashley's had his his Sports Direct stamp out. So uh, we're not going to be accepting that one, unfortunately, uh, Andy. But uh, try again next time. Thanks, Andy. I mean, I would say when I type in Sports Direct to search if it's been sent in before, there's about 40 emails about how bad it is working at Sports Direct. (laughs) That's everything they deserve. Uh, Matt says, Hello, the Luke Pete. Another Hail Mary attempt to enter a new player into the game. My company-supplied new Bluetooth mouse arrived this week, and while sitting here on a Thursday watching the rain fall in Perth, Australia, it struck me to rip open the battery compartment to the aforementioned budget office equipment to reveal a pair of initiative alkaline triple A's. Could my dream of entering a new player finally becoming to fruition uh yeah bluetooth mouth mouth <laughs> bluetooth mouse uh, initiative alkaline triple ears they look nice i like the simplistic design and the weird wavy kind of 
uh, is it kite? It looks like a kite on fire. Yeah, mm. it could be. Imagine if we did have a Bluetooth mouth. A Bluetooth mouth. And you could stream any music you wanted. If you wanted to sound like John Legend, you could um, stream John Legend and your mouth would work. I'm sure it would, it'll appear at some point, surely. Well, your mouth does the sound. Well, yeah, just like a little electronic... Um, well, there's a speaker in the back and uh, there's like yeah. a little kind of three sort of piezo kind of... Is it piezo or like mortar that, that moves your mouth up and down? <laughs> Like that, yeah, it'd be good. It's a frightening thought. <laughs> um, you know, do it. Somebody will. In that Nina Conti alkaline. will, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Initiative Alkaline. They are a new player. Never been sent in before. Mm. Nice to hear um, from um, someone in Perth as well. For some reason, I always associate pearl farming with Perth right I think a friend of mine moved to Perth and became a kind of pearl farmer or something I mean listen get back in touch um, Matt if that's the case mm. I could be completely wrong but in the meantime enjoy your win you've entered a new player into the game Initiative Alkaline are a brand new battery my friend well done to that's you that's good stuff alright moving on to uh, Rory's submission for this week uh, hey guys Rory again with another sub- submission Durabase He's got a lovely stack of 10 or 12 uh, batteries in a row, uh, and it's a lovely yellow and white Durabase setup. Yeah, and that is a man's thumb, can I just mm, say? That, it's that a thing, is thing, yeah, nicely nice done. Straight. Nicely, you know, the cuticles are looked after. I like it. Yeah, but it's a man's it's a thumb, man's unmistakably thumb. A, a man's thumb. Um, Durabase are indeed also a new player. Okay, good stuff. So, um, lovely. Well, two, congratulations, um, uh, Rory. Two. Um, New players today. Mm. Rory, of course, famous for from a week or two ago, sending in some Mustangs, which I don't think were new players. Doesn't sound um, like but it. He is emailing us all mm. the way from Switzerland. Some more power to his elbow. Yep. Um, and we're pleased it's not producer Rory sending the batteries in because um, that would be a conflict of interest. Mm, true that. Um, so first things first. Um, you promised this. You trailed this uh, before the break. Can you explain, as featured on a previous yeah. episode? Um, yeah. A birthday paradox. I'll deliver it. I'll deliver the message. Right, mm-hmm. here we go. So basically, um, the birthday paradox is a counterintuitive, I guess, what would you say, like a, a kind of um, a mathematical problem, I suppose, mm-hmm. that, you know, essentially what it says is, despite, say again? A quirk. A mathematical a quirk. quirk. It is a quirk, yeah. So despite there being 365 days in a year, 366 in a leap year, of course, um, you only need... 23 people in a room i suppose um for the probability of them of two of them having the same birthday being over 50 percent. it yeah. feels like it's wrong mm. but it's not mm. because um you're basically doing i mean the mathematical thing is actually fairly simple but i'm sure you can work it out when i say to you that you know you're not just comparing one with loads of other people you're comparing like one with two one with three one with four but then you're going two with three two with yeah. four two with five so essentially what it comes down to is to give us a 50 percent or greater chance of having a birthday paradox example among our listenership, we asked um, people to send in their date of birth, and then we took the first 23 birthdays we were sent and thought, we'll see if we get a duplicated birth date. Mm. So thank you to Craig, Chris, Peter, Dan, Ian, Carl, Tony, Sam, Ollie, Georgina, Mark, James, Andre, Jason, Matt, Matt, Lee, Darren, Carl, Dennis, Will, Raphael, 
Peter and Vincent for all sending their birthdays in. Yeah, and if you are a uh, advertising executive who wants to advertise with the Luke and Pete show, that's the demographic. All right? <laughs> There's one that's girl. That's the demographic. The show with not all right? <laughs> um, uh, And I am actually quite intrigued and delighted and very proud to say that Kyle, who was the ninth person to email in, mm. and Tony, who was the 15th person to email in, both share a birthday of the 17th of February. Yeah. So it actually only took us 15 people mm. to find a duplicated birthday of the 17th of February. Um, unlucky to everyone else who emailed in, you're either too late or you don't share a birthday with them. Um, someone else Dan and Ian Dan's birthday was the 8th of Feb and Ian's was the 9th of Feb and Peter's was the 6th of Feb and Chris's was the 3rd of Feb oh. so we came pretty close elsewhere yeah. we had Matt on the 8th of July Lee on the 10th of July uh, and that's about only as close one as April got, birthday but... and only one January birthday yeah. amazing yeah. yeah but Carl and Tony 17th of February we solved the birthday paradox in under the expected amount of people 15 we needed that's the quality of our audience mm. well done everyone uh, thank you for everyone who <laughs> Got in touch. What do you think about that? Peter? I think it's amazing. I, I genuinely thought it was because I, you know me, I'm a pessimist. I'm a, I'm a glass half uh, empty of. You're a cynic. Of, a cynic, and and I just thought, well, you know, chances are we wouldn't be lucky enough to pull out two birthdays in the first 23 people that uh, turns up in the email. But uh, yeah, it turns out. I mean, Luke, Kyle was the ninth person, and Tony was the fifteenth. So so it took 15 emails to get a match. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I don't know how many people emailed it in total, but I'm mm. pretty sure. I mean, people were still doing it today. <laughs> so um, it's pretty, which is pretty ambitious. Yeah. I was thinking to myself, do you think we've only got like 20 listeners? <laughs> it feels like that sometimes. Yeah. It's yeah. not true. It's not true. But anyway, the birthday paradox has been proven exclusively on the Luke and Pete show. I'm happy to do any kind of press interviews about that. Mm. I'm speaking to Jim White on TalkSport tomorrow morning. He's going to cover it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do plenty of stuff on BBC News as well to show that the birthday paradox is indeed true. We've proven it. You can't question it anymore. Peter, when's your birthday? April the... 30th. 30th. Yeah. And when's mine? Oh. Actually, you didn't, know, you didn't know what mine was. Why should I feel bad? I knew it was April. That's my life, If you do the month, if we can do the month, we're even. See, you haven't got a clue. That's the thing. You don't take any interest. You've not o- even got a single solitary clue. October. The what? <laughs> well, it's not the 27th, because that's my mum's. Well, we just learned from the birthday paradox that it and could be. it's not the... Actually, uh, yeah, and it's not the 11th, because that's my sister's. So I think it might be the 20... I don't even think it's October anymore. You're tricking me. <laughs> I don't even think it's October. What do you think it is, then? I, I mean, I've, I've just said October. I think it's probably something like February. Or... <laughs> or there's, no, it's not near mine. This is how little interest you take in June. me as a friend. It's not, it's not interest. It's your fucking birthday. It happens every fucking year. I've got more yeah. interest in your. I've got more interest in your hair. At least so that had, changes. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> we've had October, February, and June so far. You want to settle on something and have a guess and b- 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 take it, take your balls out the bath. June second. Have a guess. <laughs> You're basically giving yourself such a small June chance. second. It's September twentieth. September twentieth. All right. I'm not. I, I'll not remember it. I don't know. My, my mate Al. I don't know when he, he's born. I don't know where. I know my family, and I had one space left. I had one two byte number. No, one byte. No. How many bytes is in a? I had. I had a figure that was free when my nan died. Didn't even know that one anymore. August sixteenth. Yeah. That went out my head. August twenty second. That's been replaced by Sarah. So the, I've only yeah, got okay. a finite amount of town time. There's a limit. It's a ceiling. Yeah, it do you is. know what day? Do you know what day your nan sadly passed away? Ooh, I don't actually. I remember I did a X of M podcast on that day. That's all I remember. Right. 
Is yeah. that how it works? So you 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 actively are able to remove something from your brain and then, but you didn't. Re- no, I didn't remove from. You still a, yeah. remember when you uh, Yeah, I, I was surprised as uh, you were, to be honest. Yeah, no, I just, <laughs> I just, it's a reason why. Like, I, I, Did you remember it when she was I, alive? I sort of given up trying to learn like language, like any kind of um, foreign language. It's just like it's, it, I cannot keep it in it takes me so long to access that data and unless I'm surrounded by it every single day it just doesn't go in I've just got one of those brains that just I'll does tell you not, what just doesn't work man. Nan Nan was by far the toughest Christmas present mm. what are you buying them they've got they don't want anything do they and like nah I, I mean I'll probably say like the last good present anyone bought their nans was probably like an iPad but then look into the future it's not. It's not a good thing because they just spend all day on their iPad. My granddad is was is always easy. He loves golf. Right. He loves tech. Mm. He loves cricket. Mm. He loves any kind of sport really. He loves. He loves to read um, Wilbur Smith novels. <laughs> write something. You know, write he's something on a golf. Write something on a golf ball. Get something monogrammed. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. Isn't it? And oh, and he loves. He loves also loves wine. Mm. It's good stuff. So you, you're absolutely. Yeah, you've got to think about no. it. With my nan, I just remember like endless tours of M&S <laughs> trying to find a cardigan or something yeah. oh, I love right. my nan dearly she was amazing but there was nothing for nothing me for to you, buy yeah. they've already got everything yeah. they, they, they don't want anything oy, oy, oy. There you go. anyway let's get out of here <sighs> um, we'll be back on Monday for more of this we won't do any more birthday paradox stuff that's done now yeah. one time only but we have got emails here that we've got to catch up on I'll tell you what there's a couple of good ones mm. there's one here from Greg that we'll try and do there's one here from Mark as well uh, and another one from uh, James so maybe we'll try and get to those on Monday um, so stick around for that have a lovely weekend please do whatever you do enjoy your weekend do leave us a, a review wherever you get your podcast it really does help us we're only an independent company I know people think that we're you know flying high but um, we do need all the help we can get on that front mm. so that's um, yeah get a, get a review in wherever you get your podcast and get in touch hello at Luke and Pete Show dot com our lovely producer rory a fine example of a of a scotsman uh does our uh, youtube and our insta and our twitter and that's all um oh well twitter and insta is at luke and pete show mm. uh youtube and tiktok is at the luke and pete show um because there's a couple of other pretenders that have stolen the handles that we wanted <laughs> um that's life uh, and that's it I think for the admin I think people turn off when they hear me starting to do the admin thing anyway yeah. so if you're still listening thank you very much it's much appreciated um, and uh, we'll see you on Monday let's get out of here Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey! Hey! What are you doing?
Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to their St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would be uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs>